0: Is this thing on?
1: Is it on? Are yeah. we ready to go? Yeah, we are. You know, I we haven't podcasted in so long, I'm not even sure if I know how to do this anymore.
0: Yeah, just don't be awkward.
1: Well, I won't be awkward.
0: You already think that's <laughs> <laughs> So, number but, one dad, yeah. if I can even call you that anymore, you've been thrown off of TikTok.
1: I know, that's right. They booted us off of TikTok. Now, you've I still banned. want to claim, I still claim that title number one dad. Okay. Because that was not conferred on me by TikTok. That was conferred on me by you, right? So I, I, I you t- unless you withdraw it.
0: No, you can keep it. I
1: can keep that title? Yeah.
0: I have yet to find a better dad, so it's good. Okay,
1: good. Yeah, and I was kicked off of TikTok, it's true. But do you think that's like a final thing? Or do you think there's a possibility that they might restore the page?
0: I honestly don't know. Yeah. Because I know that they changed all of the community guidelines like a few days before we did that. Oh, too. really? So, I don't really know.
1: Well, I read the community guidelines after they booted us off. I probably should have read them before. Yeah. They suspended the account. But even at that, it's like I understand if you wanted to hold to the strictest letter of what those guidelines say about right. depictions of the body or whatever. I guess I violated it. Well, so
0: let's talk about the offense. So, let's let's so we were doing a live stream. Right. And we were going to do like just sketching, drawing with us, very relaxed. Yeah, doodles. You know, we were doing doodles. Yeah. And you started sketching out something that had to do with a series of paintings you've worked on and even that we've talked about in other TikToks.
1: Well, see, I think let me, if I can just step in here, I think partly that was what made it not uh, seem like a problem for me is that some of our earliest presentations on TikTok were me working on versions of that image in paintings. Right. I mean, it appears... That image appears throughout TikTok videos numerous times. Well, maybe. So it never occurred to me that that was a problem. And uh, and I guess just from working on it all the time, endlessly in my studio, I no longer maybe see it the way someone who's never seen it before would see it. Sure. Because to me, it's a metaphor...
0: Uh, And you um, were talking about that, though. Right, and
1: I was. It wasn't like I just came in and I drew, like, it, it was Isis and Osiris.
0: Right. You were not drawing anything particularly graphic. But anyway, that's beside the point. So there was no malintent with it. Somebody pointed out in the comments, they said, hey, there are kids on this app, which, you know, whatever. But we acknowledged it. We
1: responded, and I said, "That's and I said, oh, that's right. That's a good point. I apologized at that point. You
0: apologized, and you drew clothes on the people. And then I
1: took the person. You, know, you could basically just see the woman from behind, yep. which is basically what, you know, Isis from behind. And I drew a silver dress over her. Yeah. And I thought that that was it. I said, well, I'll censor this myself. And I cleaned it up. Right. And then... Within seconds, checked. the lives was was Over. shut down. Yep.
0: Yeah, gone. So then I got a message that said, you've been permanently banned from live streaming on TikTok. Right. Which I was frustrated by, but I'm thinking like, okay, well, maybe we can live stream again soon. And it said, offered the option to submit an appeal. And right. I said, okay, so I'll do that. So I did that and it said, you know, we'll respond within 24 to 48 hours or something. Right. So we got off TikTok and then we went and we live streamed on Instagram, which was fun.
1: Yeah, we did fine on Instagram.
0: That was, it was good. Um, Which
1: we're going to do some more, right? I hope so. Yeah, that was, that was fun.
0: And then the next day I went to check on the appeal Mm. and the account (laughs) account was was gone altogether. (laughs) So So much for that. So not only had we been banned from live streaming, but they banned our whole account. Right,
1: but I'm... I know I shouldn't apologize but I do in some ways apologize for offending anyone but I really don't think that if you look at the drawing, I mean I'll, I don't know if I should put that drawing up anywhere anymore but uh, I think if you look at that and you look at the fact that our account was suspended as a result of that drawing I mean it's it's laughable in a way. Uh, so yeah, but I mean there are other things for us if, if TikTok's not going to Um, reconsider that and grant us access again. I mean, I've wanted to go onto YouTube for a while anyway. And I think YouTube is a good platform for what we were talking about doing going forward anyway. Right. Because I would really like to start, uh, as people know who listen to this or who have followed us on TikTok, I was an art instructor uh, for 17 years. And I would really like to do some, at your suggestion, you had suggested this go uh, put together some videos, some tutorials. Yeah. Uh, just broad concepts about art and exploring them through use of uh, materials. Sure. Uh, and I, you know, TikTok's not a format where you can do that with any coherence.
0: I mean, even if they restore our TikTok page, I still, I'm, I mean, I'm really angry. Yeah, Because I don't feel like that's fair at all, and I just want to go on record as saying, and I've said this before, it's like I've seen stuff on there that's so much more offensive and disgusting that I have reported. And uh, mind you, like I said, I'm not one for censorship, so it has to be especially bad for me to report it. Yeah, But I've seen people joking about terrorism and shooting up schools, and it's like that to me, I don't, you know, if I'll report like that type of content, and they'll say, oh... This doesn't violate anything and I'm right. like it clearly does. Right. But then we slip up once on a live stream. Yeah. And over something that's relatively, I feel like benign.
1: It was relatively benign and, and but I can only think that there must have been a flurry of complaints.
0: Maybe. Uh, I
1: know there was one person who vocalized a complaint and we responded to it and adjusted the video. So I, I, I think it was kind of that I don't understand why there was no
0: can I read you some of the... So I posted about this on Instagram. Sure. I was just... We, we got a lot of uh, comments on here. Just wanted to read a few of them. This one I like. This says, wow, I'm so sorry. All good artists are controversial. I feel like that actually kind of puts a positive spin on it. Yeah. That we're controversial.
1: Right. Well, I, I know. I, I, I went to my studio the next day. And worked on some of my paintings, and again, I it, it sort of in response to that, I looked at my paintings in a different light when I went in, and I'm thinking, well, what what exactly is this content doing? This man and this woman together, uh, but I still it, it, it to try to look at it through like raw a uh, raw vision and get a sense of okay, how is this going to look to just somebody who completely decontextualizes it? Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, somebody's going to get offended by that. But at a certain point, it's like I was expressing their context while I went along and drew it. Right. And they still got offended. And uh, yeah, that's why I guess I'm not a fan of censorship. And as I've often said to you, if you go to the museum and you start going painting by painting and begin analyzing the lives of the artists or what's being depicted.
0: Yeah, everybody be canceled. Someone's
1: going to find something to object about virtually everything, I think yeah whether it's religious political whatever uh, someone's going to find something to object and i think it's better to just put everything out there
0: and let people decide and let us
1: all decide what we want to look at and what we don't want to look at and maybe that was the point of the tiktok live stream controversy that we generated maybe people felt like we weren't giving them a choice
0: i like the guy who said worst day of my life
1: yeah i'm (laughs) sorry i interrupted you do you want to go on and read some more comments
0: no it's okay you know what I learned recently though, if you want to talk about controversy? Yeah. Um, and I guess this kind of ties in with your Sophie Scholl stuff a little bit, because it's yeah. relating to Nazis. Yeah. So I was talking to um someone recently about like designer brands and how they're these brands that are still very mainstream that were linked with Nazi Germany. Right. And how it's like so interesting that these brands have recovered. Yeah. From that. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't forgive them. Right. I will not be shopping at Hugo Boss or Volkswagen. I don't think I'll get a Volkswagen, which is actually kind of too bad because the...
1: You like the car.
0: The Well, they made like a convertible version of the Beetle that's pretty yeah. pretty cool looking, but...
1: Yeah, I think I've seen those.
0: Yeah. But you know what I found out recently? That like I had no idea this brand was so tied into the Nazis
1: what brand would that be?
0: Doc Martens. Oh, really? The shoes? Yeah, they're... This is so interesting. Well, I have a friend who loves them and I have not Yeah. Haven't so how what's the link there? Well, it's more direct than the others, I think. Yeah. Um let me pull up the Wikipedia page cuz I don't want to get any of the I don't want to get any of the um facts. You wrong. get your citations. Right. right. <laughs> not that Wikipedia is the place to go for reliable information, but um Its origin story, Uh, Klaus Martens was a doctor in the army of Nazi Germany during World War II. Yeah. After he injured his ankle in 1945, he found that his standard-issue army boots were too uncomfortable on his injured foot.
1: Yeah. While
0: recuperating, he designed improvements to the boots with soft leather and air-padded soles made of tires. When the war ended and some Germans recovered valuables from their own cities, Martens took leather from a cobbler shop with that leather he made himself a pair of air cushioned soles. So he literally made Doc Martens.
1: Right. Okay, but he was a medic in the in the in the Wehrmacht. He wasn't it wasn't like he was
0: But he was working for the Nazis. Yeah. He was part of the Nazi army.
1: Right. I well I wanna point out something to you and I don't wanna I don't wanna generate it more controversy.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: um many of the people like Hans, we, we were talking about Sophie Schoen, White Rose. Yeah. Sophie Scholl's brother, Hans,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, his uh, uh, fellow White Rose members, uh, uh, Alexander Schmorell uh, and Christoph Probst, they were in the German military as well. They were medics uh, who served on the Eastern Front. And it's kind of interesting. For me, it's kind of an interesting thing because I've gone back on to the Internet and I'm drawing portraits of them. And they're wearing Nazi, uh, uh, you know, Wehrmacht German uh, uniforms. Okay. And uh, I think, like, if you just put those pictures up and said, I'll look at these people... Uh, some would make a judgment on the form of that but then they were actually enlightened when they went to the Eastern Front and saw truly what was going on and what the result of all these policies were and then they suffered the consequences of that so yeah I think it's an interesting tension because a lot of people went along with things for all sorts of reasons and some people woke up, some people knew it was wrong and were afraid to say anything um, and, and yeah, I think it's a complicated issue but it, it is interesting, I mean there are a lot of German companies that are very successful companies like Krupp's, Krupp's is, a, is a, glo- a global entity, a very successful company but they were uh, industrialists who were uh, principal uh, elements of the Third Reich so um, yeah, I I think there's, people want everyone to forget and move forward and, and, and just not look at that stuff. So I'm always glad when someone digs a little bit and, and makes that kind of a connection.
0: Yeah, now see, on their website, sorry, going back to the Doc Martens.
1: Yeah, Do they say anything about that?
0: They refer to him as a soldier. Yeah. Right? Um, but they don't make any mention of the connection to the Nazis. They just say he was a soldier.
1: Soldier, yeah.
0: So... Yeah, they're clearly not. I actually really don't like when brands like won't acknowledge their problematic past.
1: Right. I'd rather have just honesty and then let people make the decision. But again, it's it's going to raise a debate. Do you want to are people going to hold that against the company because the founder of the company was a medic in the because that's what he was, right? A medic in the German army.
0: Without any warning or intent, Dr. Martins were suddenly picked up by early multicultural ska-loving skinheads. Oh, really? Who proudly... Cha- yeah, well, because people who are, like, yeah, well, white supremacists were into the shoes in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. It's, um... It's crazy. I mean, now I think it's not like that quite as much. But, so, you know, I mean, I have... I see other brands, though. Like, when I went to the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta...
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Which was an interesting experience. But it was kind of funny that they wipe anything unsavory about their from past. all of their history and their past. And it's just kind of interesting because the fact that cocaine was originally in Coca-Cola is right. such an integral part. Like, that's where the coca right. came from. Well, it was a double right? hit
1: because you got caffeine and coke.
0: Right. Yeah, But it was like, from what I understand, it was a pretty negligible amount of cocaine right, but that it they was, put in
1: it. I think it, it, you could feel the effects of it.
0: Well, regardless, you will not find that piece of information anywhere in the Coca-Cola right. Museum. And they have rooms and you're watching videos and seeing all this stuff about the history and how it was made and the original recipe. And they just have completely erased that little fact.
1: Well, but see, again, it's like contextualization is important because in that time period, I don't know exactly when Coca Cola was founded and, and, and produced, but people had looked at cocaine as, as being a, a potential miracle drug. It was right. going to well, cure all sorts of cough, things. Cough syrup, also. Right Freud was into. Or
0: no, cough syrup was opiates.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of opiates and cost I mean, you need to even as we've talked about, when I was a child, you could still get over-the-counter opiates. But I think Sherlock Holmes uh, is depicted as uh, injecting a cocaine solution, right? 7% solution, that's the title of the book. It, it's actually the amount of cocaine that he was mixing into solution to inject, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, I always thought when I was a kid, 7% solution was... To, the solution to the crime. Mm-hmm. And then I read the book <laughs> and Dr. Watson asked him what he was injecting. And he said that, I think he said it's cocaine, uh, 7% solution. Gotcha. Because he used to do that when he was bored. But yeah. okay, i uh, getting back to the product stuff. I think that people have to, inf- I think information is good and everyone has to make a decision about how important that is for them when they are confronted with that information. I'm, right? I think people are all going to register that differently in terms of how m- much that means something to them. Right. Um,
0: well, they also painted themselves as these, like... They had all these videos about Doc how they Martin's were... Or Coca-Cola? No, sorry. I'm talking about Doc, um, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Uh, they had this interesting thing about how these videos, about how they give back to the planet, and they're so environmentally friendly. Right. And then it's like if you look up, like... What companies are responsible for the, like, most pop, um, most pollution, you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, like, there, all the yeah. bottle, bottling. Oh, oh yeah, things. the bottle, so like, the
1: bottling yeah. stuff is horrible.
0: And it's yeah. terrible. And, of course, then they put it on the consumer, because it's your fault if you don't recycle the bottle. Let's right. not blame the people that are manufacturing right. hundreds of thousands of plastic bottles oh, every day. Hundreds of
1: thousands, millions. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I told you, I've been in...
0: You've been uh, because been in because of my place. job, I've
1: been in bottling facilities. Right. And they don't in some of these places they don't buy the bottles already made. They make the bottles at the facility where the it's soft drink that. is made. Yeah, they get a blob of plastic and it goes into a machine, and the machine blows the bottle and into a mold and fills it yep. all in one.
0: They thing. have a demonstration at the museum. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. But the part I wanted to talk about was just in terms of the sheer numbers of the thing, is that when you watch this happen, it's happening so fast that it's very difficult to actually see what's going on. They need computers and st- using strobe lights to slow things down visually because a computer analyzes each bottle as the machine is blowing the plastic into the mold. I mean, it's like unbelievable. You, I was mesmerized just watching this thing.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's just spitting out plastic bottles all day long. And you think about that and you say, okay, it gets filled with water or whatever. Someone drinks that water and now we have this fucking plastic bottle that we've got to deal with, right? Yeah. And, and they don't want to buy the bottles whole because they can't be bothered shipping it. So right. it tells you something. They understand the problem with volume because... They're, they don't want cartons and cartons of bottles empty sitting around the plant. They'd rather just have the pieces of plastic. Right. And yet, they throw these bottles out into the environment. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, what you're saying, you're stuck with it. Now I've got to get a recycling bin, get, get it somewhere. And I, from what I understand, plastics aren't that easy to recycle. Yeah. They've got to be melted. It produces pollution and energy. Uh, gets used to melt them down. And, not to mention all yeah. the
0: toxic chemicals.
1: Well, I've never understood why we just couldn't go to like standard packages for everything. Yeah. And make it all reusable. Right? I mean, I
0: think people have tried to do that in different parts of the world.
1: Right. But you it's know,
0: not as cheap. Like plastic is cheap.
1: Right, but the, uh, to the back end cost of it can't be cheap.
0: But nobody cares. They don't care about that. Because they're not the ones that are suffering from that. Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> See, when I was a kid, it was it was you, we had bottle return. You
0: and can't return I a lot I think they anymore.
1: used to use. I think they actually used to wash those bottles and reuse them or something. I don't know.
0: So as somebody who does go to the returns, yeah, you used to be able to return a lot, like a lot more plastic bottles than you can now. Yeah. Now it's only a certain type of plastic. It's like a thick plastic bottle you can return. Yeah. Those like little thin ones that like most of the water bottles you can't return them anymore. I mean, unless I think like Maine you can, but yeah. here you can. It's it's wild. And very frustrating. Um, Going back to the brands with controversy. Oh, yeah, let's get back to that. Yeah. Can I just, um, I just wanted to talk about one more brand that's controversial because this one is a hard, this was like a hard pill for me to swallow because this was a brand I really liked. Mm. And I had no idea that there was controversy behind it. Okay, go ahead. So, and I've told you about this before, but the tea.
1: Which one? The Sleepy Time?
0: The company that makes the Sleepy Time. Yeah, I don't that drink called? the Sleepy Time tea, but it's Celestial Seasonings. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, So I really like, I've always really liked that tea. Your
1: facts are right, aren't they? Because I don't, wanna get, From I don't what want to get somebody under- to boot us off. From uh, what I understand. <laughs> we don't want to get kicked off of any right. more platforms.
0: Hold on. I'm going to tell you. Um, They're like. History is really sketchy, but it's another thing where their history has been completely like rewritten. Are you sure this isn't some
1: urban legend? Because I know there's a lot of stuff. I remember reading an article about how these urban legends can kill companies.
0: Um. Well, I guess then you can try to take this with a grain of salt. Okay. Now Um, you're reading
1: your quote. What are you reading? I'm reading. I'm looking at their Wikipedia. This is not our.
0: I'm um, looking at their Wikipedia page. Yeah. And basically it seems like it was kind of like a little hippie type people on the mountains gathering stuff. Whatever. Um, Making
1: tea out of twigs and dandelions. Yeah, I'm just trying to
0: see. Yeah. So, oh, actually, interestingly, they don't have a lot of this. Any of this stuff on their Wikipedia page. Right. Um... But I guess they were kind of like a hippie cult, and they were... The accusation is that they were a hippie cult, and they, you well, know... Well, there's nothing
1: wrong with being a hippie cult, I mean...
0: Well, but they were, like, into eugenics. Yeah. And that's the problem.
1: This all sounds very sketchy. I think we need to really put up a, uh, a proviso about this that we, we don't really know.
0: You've said that enough times. Yeah, I, I'm sure the know. people listening... All right, you don't believe it.
1: I want to see some hard data about this hippie cult. I mean, where are they at the moment? Are they still a hippie cult, or have there's
0: Food that? and wine.com.
1: Yeah, what do they say about?
0: It? Um.
1: I went through a period where I was really into that chamomile tea they make.
0: They're the largest tea manufacturer in North America. Is that true? I would have thought like Liptons or Bigelow no, or it's something a lot like of that.
1: seasonings. You see that everywhere, and and if you go to the supermarket, you just, see
0: those Bigelow teas everywhere too. I know,
1: but look at the. Just look at the amount of uh, square, uh, uh, square footage they have in any given display. There's tons of it. I think that's why they make so many flavors so they can just take over the whole thing.
0: There's more to this story than simply a comforting cup of tea, one that involves conspiracies, eugenics, and aliens.
1: <laughs> okay, that does sound good. That makes me want to go out and have a cup of tea and hear this whole story.
0: You want to drink the. Well, maybe not alien theirs. No, but I mean, tea? it's
1: kind of an interesting thing. Like, where are the aliens coming into us?
0: This past winter, writer Megan Giller detailed the bizarre origins of this product in the online magazine Van Winkles. Yeah. Um, Company was founded in 1969 by several Colorado hikers who discovered that the Rocky Mountains were full of aromatic herbs that made delicious tea. Well,
1: this sounds wholesome up to this point.
0: Right. The group was led by Mo Siegel, who would go on to be the face of the company. Siegel was already a well-known herbalist... At the time, selling his famed 36-herb tea to health food stores. Um, yeah. It was the sleepy time tea. That, well, where like, did the aliens come from? Right, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm scrolling. Besides enthusiasm for tea, Mo Siegel and one of the other company's co-founders, John Hay was also an avid believer in a New Age Bible called the Urantia book.
1: Oh, I've heard of that.
0: First published in 1955, the Bible is inspired by Seventh-day Adventist movement, except that it was supposedly communicated to an unknown man possessed and put into a trance by aliens. Giller explains that it was more likely written by William Sadler, a turn-of-the-century psychiatrist who also published three books about eugenics and had a deeply rooted racist philosophy. The central idea of this particular religious text revolves the idea around the idea that there are many different sons of God who live on many planets in a different galaxy that consist of billions of worlds. Um, while this seems tame enough, Giller calls attention to some of the thoughts that are buried deep in the book, ones that she calls some of the most racist ideas I've read in a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if I should keep reading
1: there's well, stuff about
0: how, like, a half a million years ago, six colored races existed on our planet. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and indigo. Wow. Roy, isn't that Roy G. G Viv? We, we're missing Uh <laughs> um, Yeah, that's, okay. Go again, ahead. according to the text, there was a racial superiority order. There was? With <laughs> the indigo race at the bottom, in which it notes the blue man subdues the indigo. It also oddly states that strains of giantism can appear in green and orange people. The upshot of all of this is that on every planet in every universe, fair-skinned, blue-eyed aliens named Adam and Eve come and upstep the natives, meaning that they eliminate the inferior stock and purify the planet. Wow.
1: And this is in, this is in that book? Apparently. Really?
0: I don't know. I haven't read the book. Yeah. I'm telling you. I think that the listeners have been informed. I am just saying. Right. I
1: guess the thing to do would be to go out, find copies of this book. And see you what want to you read think. it? I don't want to read it. well, I mean, is this is what's being reported about it true because it's if it's a religious text that people are using, is this is this true? what is being reported about it? because I mean, this is like it it this is kind of
0: well, the book's ideas were the inspirations for the quotes on the tea bags because that used to be a big thing with celestial oh, really? Seasonings, because yeah. they had these okay. like quotes on the tea bags and I guess it was stuff that they yeah. were kind of taking from this book. Yeah. Um, a former employee said that the Urantia book was a guide for making sure the moral values that underlay the company making sure of the moral values that underlay the company at that time.
1: Wow.
0: Um, eventually Siegel became president of the Urantia Foundation. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about this. And
0: anyhow the not only does celestial seasonings not really acknowledge this but but i actually find it totally offensive that for them like on the side of the box of tea that i dug out of the pantry yeah it talks about like their humble beginnings Well, it does sound like
1: they had humble beginnings. I mean, a couple of people hiking around, picking up herbs in the Colorado Rockies. I mean, that is is humble. I don't think that's wrong. But it's this connection. I guess the question is, is do the people who currently run the company, uh, are they deeply invested in this philosophy, or have they moved on, and they prefer not to talk about this weird stuff in the past, Uh, And I guess you can debate that. Should they be talking about it? And wouldn't it be better if they were open? Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Some of that stuff is so off the wall, though. All
0: right, here's what it said. Back in 1969, we did more than just start a tea company. As the original herbal tea company, we started an entirely new way of thinking about tea. We started a movement, a shift towards healthier, happier little moments carved into even busier days. Right. More than 45 years later, we're still true to those roots.
1: Mm. Okay, we believe our important. delicious
0: teas improve people's lives. Blah, but they're blah, blah, not blah. saying
1: we can't. We we're following the philosophy of aliens from another galaxy. No, but they have a whole who section who a racial superiority uh, 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 schema.
0: Right, but they have a whole section about. Our history, right? And here is like a whole web page. I'm showing it to you now. Do you see all this writing? No, and
1: there is nothing about that. And there is yeah.
0: absolutely nothing about all of the racism. Right. So I just personally feel like I would have more respect for this company if they were like, yeah, you know what, this hippie guy was crazy, and but Kraft acquired the company, and we now. now they do, I think, yeah. and we don't. You know, well, once you get to to buy those
1: giant companies, they vacuum clean everything. I, I mean, know. I just, just I don't product. I don't like
0: that. I feel like that's problematic. Yeah. I think that this is connected to our society. This is like message as a whole right. is to erase problematic things doesn't fix any problems. I think it's best to acknowledge well, I, that. There I'm
1: going to agree with you 100 percent that not dealing with things is is not pretending something didn't happen. And I think it's one of the biggest challenges all of us have to get through. You know, I'm talking, all of us. It, it, it's this idea that well, if I just kind of deny it or I don't look at it, uh, it's didn't happen. And I think the response from some of us is that, and I think it's a common response. It's like, oh, why do you have to go and ruin that, right? Somebody like points something out about something that is part of our history. Or some cherished idea that you have, and it, it's like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to. I don't want to know that, right? It's like I don't want to know that 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 like the trip to the moon was based on this German technology where they were experimenting with people. You, you know what I mean? And 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 I think there's a response to that, uh, where you would prefer that you just like can't we just forget all about that? It all it's in the past, and let's just move forward. But how can you move forward? It's a little bit like that chain that was wrapped around Marley's ghost. You're not getting rid of that. You know what I mean? Every time you do something, you add to that chain and you're dragging it. And I think as a society, we drag this big thing behind us with all this crap on it. And we're trying to pretend we're not tethered to it. Right. And until we actually go back and get get deal with all of it, unpack all of it, uh, I think people aren't, the, the people aren't, are never going to be free then because that's always going to be, that you're always going to need someone to step forward and say, hey, uh, we don't want to look at that, right, if you're that kind of a person. I mean, I mean, I see that all the time. And I think it's unfortunate because um, what there, there was a tagline around here someone was using po- politically and it was something about uh, getting back to our old values or something and it's like what 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 does that even mean right but I mean it makes sense to someone that they're going back and like things were better at this point or, 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 or whatever that might be but it's presuming a lot to, to think that it was be- better for everybody or, or
0: sure that at
1: least that's my, my sense of it and I, I'm it's like when we generated this little controversy with Dr. Seuss. Right. Right? Now, I didn't really know a lot about that and we were talking about Dr. Seuss. Right. And then we looked up some of that stuff and saw that. It's very was disturbing. Like, oh, oh, my. Jeez. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? And you never, who knew that? Right. Well, but I mean, see,
0: I got kind of irritated because people would jump on our videos and get mad and they're like, oh, you're canceling Dr. Seuss now. And it's like, no, why is us discussing it? Why is that canceling it?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Nobody's saying you can't read or enjoy the books necessarily. Go right ahead,
1: yeah. But why, but
0: why you, can't you know or acknowledge the things that are a problem? I right. think that's how we were with all of our children's books. It's like people be like, stop, you know, don't tell don't tell me I can't like this. We're not telling you you can't like the book.
1: Right. And we're not talking about stuff that, that was that long ago. Right. We're talking about stuff that was impinging on my lifetime, if right. not during my lifetime. I was born in 1960, so... Uh, it was quite a different world in 60 than it is now. Yeah. And uh, it just as it will be very different 60 years from now or whatever, as you like to say, 63. Oh, I make jokes form.
0: sometimes. I, I joke that you're older than you really are.
1: Right. Well, I was talking a little bit about the trip to the moon because there was a lot of stuff that came out about that uh, later on. You yeah. Know, these German rocket scientists and some of these... Uh, physicists who came to this country and how readily people could be forgiven for all sorts of awful things if they had something useful to give you. Yeah. You know, well, it's okay. We'll clean up your past and you come and get U.S. citizenship and help us build these rockets. Right. Uh, And then we knew nothing about that when I was a kid. Uh, You'd see people like Dr. Vener von Braun. He'd be on the Disney show. Yeah. Explaining to Walt how we were going to the moon and uh then you learned oh well they were there was this he was the chief rocket scientist and there was this rocket plant i think it was called panamunda uh, and they used slave labor there they basically worked people till they died building rockets and the response to that oh well he didn't know anything about that he had no part of that uh, and it's okay well wait a minute he, he knew nothing Right. about any of this right and it's a and and so at the beginning maybe you want to believe that and and then but then how much how credible are these stories and, and then you look and say yeah they, they just like cleaned up this guy's past because he was important to them in terms of what he knew uh, same thing with spear the architect uh, he apparently knew Little about what was going, on. but how can you be like, meeting with these people? You know, he was one of Hitler's inner circle. How do you know, not know what's going on? Right, right, and it starts to stretch that. But enough people want to believe it that, it, that those types of things, that those types of things can persist. I think. So yeah, I'm. I'm for, as you know, question everything. It's 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 the best thing to do. What else do you want to talk about?
0: Nothing. I feel like we kind of brought this full circle. Yeah, we did. Because we started by talking about how we were banned and canceled, <laughs> and then we talked about <laughs> the other stuff that was canceled. So it's good. I mean, as as our podcasts go, this one is a lot more serious than yeah. other ones. But you know, maybe that's okay.
1: Yeah, it is okay. I think that we can talk about some serious issues and bring up some stuff. And I, I think.
0: I think someone once left her like we've almost always only had positive reviews on the podcast. Yeah, and I think there was like one review it was on apple podcast because i don't think spotify has reviews or if they do i don't know about them but apple someone wrote like it was like three stars or something and wrote more smart talk or something yeah so i don't know maybe this will fulfill that right well we've (laughs) done a lot of talk (laughs) about you
1: throwing up in the car oh come on it's been good it's been good dolls and this and that and and so we get a
0: little variety
1: right. right maybe it's time to get a little more serious
0: well or not i don't know
1: uh, well, I know one thing. I'm going back to the studio to rework those Isis and Osiris just paintings. Just don't show them to anybody. Efforts. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't show them to anybody or I'll get canceled.
0: All right. Well, hopefully we'll get uncanceled soon. But uh, we not, still want to make content. So We should
1: just keep dropping podcasts all the time.
0: Well, if you if you can help edit them and do stuff, that would be... That would help the whole process.
1: Okay. Well, this one doesn't need any editing. I think it can go right on. Okay. Just put it up. All right. Put we'll, it up. we'll do that. Yeah. Just. All right. Would you say upload it? Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: okay. All, All right.
0: All right. Time to get you back in the home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Number All one right. old dad.
0: <laughs> Take care, everyone.
1: Bye.